0: This is the Collector Car Podcast, the home for the auto enthusiast. Join Greg Stanley as he applies over 25 years of insights and analytical experience to the collector car market. He will interview the experts and throw in some fun stuff as well.
1: Hey, it's Greg Stanley. If you're listening to this podcast, you know I love everything automotive. This passion has expanded to include being a car specialist consultant for R.M. Sotheby's. So if you need assistance buying or consigning a collector car at any one of our online or live auctions, including Scottsdale, Amelia Island, or Monterey, you can reach one of our car specialists at rmsotheby's.com, or you can email me directly at gstanley at rmsotheby's.com. All right, welcome to the Collector Car Podcast. I'm extremely excited to uh, have this subject. It's very personal to me. You'll find out here shortly uh but first i want to welcome the two guests i have on today dave sawyer and shannon Wolford. thank you thank you thank you thanks
0: for having us this is, this this is, awesome. this is a nice place this this great is,
1: i'm not the expert on vectors i kind of grew up with these a little bit i have we'll get into it here in a second because i have pictures but you know briefly tell us a little bit about how you're involved in the vector world so yeah let's start with dave
2: well uh, started in the vector world uh when i seen them in 1978 and fell in love and was a fan ever since, and bought my first Vector back in uh, 2000.
1: Yeah, so uh, I'll throw a picture up here, but you've got the yellow Vector, the uh, M12, Mm -hmm. and you're based out of Cincinnati, where I currently live, and I was able to see this car, I don't know, six or seven or eight years ago. It's been a while now, and uh, so it's great to have Vectors on the field here at the Las Vegas Concord Elegance, honoring the 50th anniversary, Uh, so it's been a a treat to see these incredible cars. Uh, so, Shannon, tell us a little bit about how you're involved, because I know you're very, very, very involved in yeah, the Vector world.
0: I'm kind of a busy guy. So, I, you know, I I didn't fall in love with Vector until 1981, but <laughs> when I was a kid and I saw the W-2 at a car show in San Diego, and then yada, 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 40 years later, I'm towing the W-2 across LA, so that was pretty surreal. But um, I started a, uh, doing a Vector documentary in, uh, about the 50-year history of Vector about five years ago, started on this film. and. Spent the last two years trying to put together, get as many vectors out here for the Concord, because I'm buddies with um, Stuart Sobeck that yep. put the Concord together. So he ho- offered to host the uh, Vector reunion, and the rest is history, like a, right? Like a dummy, I offered to try and get everybody together and do the work. So yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. So it was
0: great. So it's a car show within a car show, but everybody, everybody seemed to be like it. So doing the film about Vector and just working with all the guys and trying to network and since, you know, Jerry Wagert passed away last year, just trying to try and network everybody and, you know, bring everybody together so Vector doesn't revolve around one person. If something happens or somebody disappears or whatever, stories behind that. But, you know, so people can contact each other and help each other out, you know?
1: Yeah, so what's cool about having you two on the podcast is that you're, you choose you're basically, you know, first-gen expert and you're second-gen, you know? Would you agree? Hopefully, you agree? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. C1 and <laughs> C2. So... Uh, so I'd like for Shannon to kind of give us an overview of what the first gen, the WA, was all about. You know, obviously they're wicked, crazy yeah. looking cars. Well, the
0: uh, the first generation, you know, Vector came out starting with, the, you know, there's just so much but the, to talk about. But the embryo, of course, is the rubber door stop from the sixties. Started the wedge right um, car shape, and Jerry Weigert came up with the W one, which he ended up calling it the W one, the first Vector um, that he built the mock up with Lee Brown from um, LA. And uh, they did the first mock-up, came out the LA Auto Expo in 1972. So that's what we're celebrating the 50 years since that right. b- debut of the Vector. Yep. And then after a couple of years, it kind of went their separate ways. And then <coughs> Jerry came out with like starting the W-2 in 76, 78. They kind of got it to start running. And then about 1980 is kind of that uh, the beginning of the iconic W-2 Vector of the whole 80s promotion that was on every magazine on the planet, you know, car magazine, so. Yeah,
1: so they ended up making 22, is that correct, of the W-8s? Yeah,
0: so depending on, you know, how you count them, there's always a debate, because there's two, and I can never remember the numbers, because names and numbers don't stick, but there's two, there's 18 production cars, the W-2 prototype, there's PP-1, which is production prototype one, and PP-2, which is production prototype two, I know the guys that own those, then there's 18 um, actual production cars, but there's two chassis numbers or whatever that don't exist. And then there's two chassis numbers that there's doubles of. <laughs> <laughs> and, then right. there's, and then there's <laughs> the two Avtex and then they started the M12 line with Megatech. <laughs> right. So right. depending on how you count it, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, it depends on how you count it. Could be 18, you know. could be 22. It's you know, <laughs> right, right, and a half. Okay. <laughs> and now, what was the the story back in the day with Andre Agassi's W eight? Like, what what was that all about? So
0: that was you know, part of part of doing the research and everything in the documentary. It's kind of I I tell people it's like um trying to trying to investigate the crash at the intersection, and so everybody's got their stories, but you got to talk to people on all four corners to see put the whole story together, see what happened. That's what I've been doing the last five years. So, uh, you know, Dave's got his expertise. David Koska, who was the head engineer, that did a lot more stuff that deserves a lot more credit than he ever got from Jerry. Um, I mean, he's one of the he's part of the triangle that made Vector happen. Was David Koska, and he I mean, he worked for ten years developing the W two and before they before he even got paid, you know, right. And so, um, doing the research on everything, it's I hear the different stories, so I've been able to put all the pieces together. So David Koska told me the true story from him about Agassi. So Agassiz is 21. There's a reason why Lamborghini and those guys don't sell new Lamborghinis to 20-year-old actors or rock stars or whatever, right? Jerry would sell a car to anybody. <laughs> right. Well, you had to. You're yeah. starting and a business. And yeah. Agassi is a local boy here, you know, Las Vegas. So he's having his 21st birthday party. He pays 455000 writes a check for his W8, right? That's back in what? What year was that, 81? That was 90, I can't remember the year, well it was actually like around 93, 92, 93. For a W8? Yeah, so the production, they got funded in November 88, they spent 1989 finishing the PP1, PP2 cars, and then in 1990 they started like actual production on the W8 series, so it was 91 to 93 for the W8 series. Agassiz, and they all sold for different prices, I mean it was Jerry Weigert world, uh, planet Jerry, we call it. Um, so he orders this car, writes the check for 455k, and he's they're finishing it up and everything. It's not 100% done, you know, and that's out in California, right. right? Which you know, they don't rush. You know, California's not New York; they're not in a hurry out there, you know. So he wants the car at his birthday party when he turns 21 here in Vegas. What could possibly go wrong? Right. 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 So yada you got a 21-year-old kid with lots of money, he's got this new toy, it's his birthday party, you got Jerry Weigert and the Vector, and they're trying to get it together and everything else. They tell him, look, it runs, we can, you know, if you really have to have it, we'll take it out to your place, but don't drive it, because it's not finished. They take it out, bring it out to Vegas, he's got all his buddies there and everything else, and, you know, the rumor, which there's a lot of in Vector, the rumor is, you know, he drove it, caught on fire, whatever and then that was the end of Vector. That's what killed Vector. Well, from different people I've talked to including Dave Koska, the head engineer, he told me that what happened was he just took it up and he did like some speed runs up and down the street with his buddies, you know, showing off, and he backed it in the garage like when it's still hot and then of course where the exhaust is in the back, the trunk is right above it and just and what happened was the heat from the exhaust like kind of melted the carpet. So It's kind of you know didn't really smell, it's just like a bad smell melting carpet, whatever. I've done that, trying to form carpet, building cars, and you put like a heat lamp trying to form the carpet, you know, on the humps and stuff, that kind of thing. So he's a little bit embarrassed, but not a big deal. Didn't catch on fire. It wasn't, you know, didn't smoke out the garage or whatever. And it was, David Koska said, hey, it wasn't like a, it wasn't a big deal at the time, whatever. He did his party, whatever. We went out, we got the car, we brought it back, we finished it up. But he ended up not getting the car, and that's a pretty good size refund, right? Right, (laughs) right, yeah. And he said it wasn't until like a year later Story got out in some car magazine. Oh, I guess his car caught on fire. Blah blah blah, and word of mouth, you know. Right, and then right. you know. So it's uh, it's kind of like doing the James Dean documentary. I'm also working on. It's doing the research and trying to separate fact from fiction and wheat from the chaff has been difficult, but it's interesting. But the, all the true stories, because normally when you do research online, especially these days, is everybody likes to just cut and paste, you know, copy and paste, you know, to get clicks and blah sure, blah blah. Right, but. F- talking to enough people and traveling and everything else, and you get all the different pieces of the puzzle, the true stories are so much more interesting than the stuff they make up online. Right, <laughs> yeah. I bet, I bet. And yeah. it's all unbelievable. I mean, you, th- th- the saying is true. You can't make this stuff up. So.
1: Well, it's funny because, I mean, there's, they're both gorgeous cars. They're so different, the two of them. I mean, just almost mm-hmm. nine a day between the first gen and second gen. Uh, walk us through the ending, I guess, of W8. And then into the rebirth under new ownership and everything else. Mega Tech years, right? For how the uh, for the N12. So how much time do you get? Well, <laughs> let's
0: try to keep it a. The five minutes. Version, yeah, the yeah. version.
1: So you got the yeah, just kind of walk through notes it. version well, or the,
2: were, the tail end of the W8 and um, the company went through some transformations from California to Florida. Right, that's, <laughs> that's the, the big cliff
0: transformation. Notes. That's the Cliff Notes version. Yeah, that's yeah.
2: the uh, definite Cliff Notes version. There's so many fun things to say. <laughs> well, so what,
1: so for thing. the W eight, was it really the Agassi thing, or was there other stuff occurring that
0: um, caused it to shut down after? Well, a week? it's kind of like what sank the Titanic. I mean, there's just it's not an just iceberg. one thing. It's just a lot of things. Yeah, right. You know, right. Um, so it's just it's a it's a combination of things, and you know they they call it the hostile takeover from Megatech, which is an Indonesian company, and. I go into it more in depth on my film, but basically, Megatech from Indonesia, and if you look up the Suarto, Tommy Suarto, and that whole clan over there, and like I said, there is drug cartels and murders and crazy you know, stuff, weird stuff, right? Right. Um, but Megatech bought Lamborghini about the same time they bought um, Vector, so they work with some of the board members, whatever. They take possession of, of Vector, kick Jerry out. It's really similar to like um, Steve Jobs at Apple, you know? Oh, right. let's okay, let's take away the guy who created it and the creative genius and run the company ourselves. You know, it's a balance. Okay, you're not a business person, but you got to make it work. So Megatex buys a company and since they had bought Lamborghini, which Lamborghini North America was in Florida, they're like, oh, we'll just move everything from California out to Florida. Of course, they didn't like that. That's when, you know, they had like three cars left they were finishing and ends up with David Koska, Jerry Weigert at the shop with the Locks on the gates and everything else and security keeping it right. out. And that's another famous doing. story yeah exactly. Right? so that all happened. so finally excuse me so finally Megatech gets all their stuff, go to Florida. Of course, they took a, Jerry's personal equipment and a bunch of other stuff in his car, blah blah blah. but everything moved to Florida, so at first kind of shared the Lamborghini dealership and the area with with vector, and then they kind of separated buildings and stuff. and so Jerry had already got brought out the avtechs, which were a little bit stretched, you know. More streamlined version, whatever, of the W8. And they just kind of modified that. And they're like, hey, we own Lamborghini. Why don't we just put some Lamborghini? So, how many of the Avtex were built?
1: I'm not familiar with those.
0: Yeah, the two Avtex. Oh, I gotcha. You mentioned that earlier. That's the the turquoise and the purple. So, they've got it. I wouldn't say convertible, like a Spider version. Yeah, you know? yeah. So we actually sold that, I
1: think, two years ago.
0: Yeah, so yeah. Um, a guy in Florida that's a big car collector was was really big on Instagram. He bought it, paid like a million dollars, whatever, for the two cars. And he stuff. bought both, right? Yeah. yeah, he bought both of them. In fact, he was going to be here at the reunion, and that's a whole other story. Sure, <laughs> sure. Okay, so, yeah, so, all right, they made those two cars,
1: and then walk us to yeah, what so happened it, after that. So those were
0: the updated cars that Jerry had. So then once they finally got Jerry... So they let go of the building and everything else, and they collect up all you know, the molds and frames and all the other stuff, moved the whole operation to Florida and Jacksonville. Then they designed this M12. And so it's a little bit stretched. The back part of it's a little bit stretched because the W8 was based on, you know, it's based, it's the design is a Chevy V8 block, but it's all, um, I want to say Brodex, but I can never remember the names. But, you yeah. know, it's an have, after, it it was after a Rodex 350. Rodex, yeah. So it's, you know, all high performance aftermarket basic, you know, V8 Chevy design, twin turbo, and everything else. Right. So, but that sat sideways from like the original W1 idea that they had, you know, in 1972 about taking like the, uh, the a V8 uh, front wheel drive an automatic, like an Oldsmobile or the Cadillacs, yep. and then just flipping it over to the back, and so you'd have to weight in the back and the mid engine design, whatever. And so, but instead of the engine being sideways in the back or transverse in the back, they've got the Lamborghini V12. Uh, longitudinal lengthwise which when you take a 12 cylinder and turn it the opposite way they stretch out the back yeah, part that's what right. you know the first real M12 that I've seen in person was Dave's I'd seen pictures and in videos and everything and I gotta tell you I didn't tell you this but your car is so beautiful in person I was like <laughs> man you know it's like when you see somebody and you're like I bet that person's a jerk or he's a jerk or she's a jerk or whatever and then you meet him you're like that guy was so cool that's, that's a way like a real <laughs> jerk yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know because you know The takeover, like I say, they call it a hostile takeover, the way it went down. But, you know, if you don't sell more than 50% of your company, they can't take it over. But if you'd rather have the millions of dollars instead of control of your own company.
1: So what point was Jerry totally out?
0: (sighs) He was out. Well,
2: Jerry was out back in about 93, 94, when everything was going down, and everything got switched over to Florida. Once it went down to Florida, um... He kind of went off on wet bike or jet bike? Jet bike. Jet bike, which is, uh, you know, someone who's a genius and comes out with great things or they could pencil it down, it doesn't mean that they can come out with great performance or they're a great uh, business person or a great leader because most businesses without the leadership of taking care of your team, uh, it's just failure. um, You know, so it's got to be sustainable. Right. I mean, great ideas
0: are great, but you still got to pay people and pay rent and everything yeah. else. I always all the overhead. I, I've heard that, you know, I've heard that, uh, you know, I mean, Jerry's a great, great artist and everything that he does and everything, and designer and everything and whatnot, but uh, his business training, his business skills, you know, I've heard that, uh, um, you know, the ex- Jerry went to a seminar somewhere and his extent of business training was somebody told him, you know, the rule, first rule of business is never use your own money. Right. He's <laughs> like, okay, that's all I need to know. <laughs> and that kind of explains the rest of any questions right, you have right, about right. Jerry and business. I didn't <laughs> follow that book. <laughs> I wish I... Uh, He's a lot better business man. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. Well, Jerry's uh, in a much better place. We'll say that right now. And,
2: and he's a he was a very interesting individual. Yeah,
0: right. everybody everybody liked Jerry. I mean, it's you know he's he's just a likable guy, and he's you know always, you know, most of the time mellow and everything else. And you know, like I said, he's a smart guy and everything. He just
2: so that. That was the first time that Jerry was involved with Vector and then he was out of it. Uh, he got back into Vector I would say around 2002. Oh okay. Um, there was that pause and when Mototech owned it and they uh they lost 44 million dollars. I you said you had some uh, brochures yeah. and stuff about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they learned how to spend a little bit of money as well. Um they uh Lost a little over $44 million, spent a little over a million dollars per car, built 17 of them, which really wasn't um, parts from old ones. <laughs> yeah. You know anything? I thought it was 14. With, you're saying it's 17. Uh, oh, total cars when you're con- uh, when you're taking the PP ones. Once again, oh, the production okay. car, yeah. the pre-production cars, the crash test cars, the race cars. It's giving me a headache. The parts, yeah, yeah. Okay. putting okay. back together, and then you know.
0: And this is just the introduction to 50 years. Of I know so you can see what I've been going through the last yeah, few yeah, years, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to yeah. figure. This wait until out. you
1: see the next 50 years. It's oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Well, so before we move on to the M12, I do want to give a little shout out to one of the cars. Well, the two W8s that were here. So we had the silver car from gorgeous. the peterson yeah. oh my god yeah incredible so you were car. there all day i was top ju- shelf
0: i was judging corvettes but you got to be there all day so what was the feedback on the vectors in general
2: oh, on, on, in general it was a uh, because uh, there was a lot of people there were so many people that came to the concourse just for the vectors
1: and I was it shocked. was very cultish almost like i was yeah. like wow these guys are <laughs> not leaving that these guys the alone that right? There was a lot of vector of. shirts there, yeah. there was,
0: lot there was we had more owners here than the actual car so there's actually current and former vector owners here Plus ex employees plus the fans. Oh my God! They're from Alabama. From well, Alabama. I got
1: to give a, a shout out to uh, Angus Mitchell because I oh, talked yeah. to him yesterday. Oh hey, my give God. my he said like, give my dad a shout out. So, if those of you who don't know, Paul Mitchell of you know famous hair care product line <laughs> bought one of these cars. The black one, or his brother bought it new. John
0: pa- John Paul DeJoria is the owner, and he was partners with. And I can never remember Mitchell's first name. was Angus's dad's name?
1: Paul. Paul. <laughs> huh? On Paul, the Mitch. Paul, Paul Mitchell. Paul Mitchell. Yeah. Yep. So he
2: was. Well, you can you can excuse him because of the, you know, <laughs> no, doesn't well, use the Paul, hair products as much as some Alex, of us others I, with I'm hair. I'm not touched familiar um, either. Paul I Mitchell,
0: is from what I understand, is a, is a mixture of John Paul DeJoria and his business partner. Um, I, I Mitch- don't know the and Angus uh, Mitchell is his business partner's son. Gotcha. I, John Paul DeJoria the, has their, a daughter their company who version, is, but
2: I'll tell you the yeah. people are the greatest. They
0: were. Oh, Angus is phenomenal. Was awesome. I mean, he's oh, so yeah. cool. My God, I mean, very graceful. He's, I mean, these guys just. Yeah, it's oo- incredible. They just ooze cool. You would never know
2: that he was the owner of the car because he was just so giving and sharing yeah. and. Just well, he was cool. geeking yep. out
1: more than anybody about <laughs> cars in general, <laughs> which Angus. is super cool. So, I do want to move to the M12. So okay. I do have some pictures I want to put up here, yes. and this is it almost feels like a little trivia game here. I don't know. I'm <laughs> going to throw some <laughs> pictures up here, see who can talk about what. So. If you look at the screen over here, we've got, let's see, this is the- It uh, looks like a brochure photo. Yeah, it's 1995 annual report. Yes. Now, you mentioned Jerry was involved in 2002. I'm like, there weren't any vectors in 2002. So what was he doing Well, at that what time?
0: happened? Well, do you want to tell him? Because Jerry <laughs> Jerry did a lawsuit and got most of his stuff back.
1: Okay.
2: Okay. Got most of his stuff back. We're still <laughs> going through some internal things. Uh, May 21st of 2001, uh, a company called American Aeromotive Corporation bought the names- uh, and marks of the M12, the logo, Vector, Vector Aeromotive, and all of that. Um, but the uh, attorney's background wasn't the best. Uh, there was, I think, seven attorneys at the time, and um, the trademark attorney wasn't a sharpshooter, quick shooter, right, didn't right. shoot from the hip like Jerry's uh, attorney up in Chicago. And okay. the trademark instantly was uh, an outdated sure thing and oops you don't have the name anymore but he really didn't push the issue because he knew that there was problems there that yeah I talked to him in Indianapolis at the PRI show and it was uh, it was quite interesting Um, he was always kind to me yeah walked on glass and um, but uh, we just kind of kept it at that
1: okay well let's move on to these cool pictures yes. here
2: so yeah. uh i've got a flip i got a lot to flip
1: through here for you guys the, so
2: the pre-production car that was actually one of the first cars built and it was the uh uh built for the the ads and everything else that wound up being number 13. Oh, they right. repainted is that the that one, one that was on the original brochure? Black. black yes okay
0: yeah. so because it's a nice it's, it's a really it's different beautiful color. you know what they call that color and it's just gold I always say gold. (laughs) So
1: for my listeners who might be listening audio only, I probably just lost you all, but go to the YouTube (laughs) channel and watch this. So there's some really cool period pictures we have going on here, Uh, including pictures. I took horrible, horrendous pictures I took at the factory back in like 1996, five. We'll get to those in a second. So I'm just going to flip through here. This is uh, the message from the president in this brochure. I called out something on the left here. The projected goal was 17 cars per month. Now, do you think that was ever truly feasible? It, it could oh, be feasible if um,
0: yeah,
2: stuff was.
1: This was just, <laughs> hey, you know what? We need more money. We're going to do it. Here's what we're going to do. So, a lot of expenses. As a
2: matter of fact, the photo that you're seeing there, we'll have to double check with the uh, one of the historians, Jurgen, which is a friend of ours who's yeah. not with us who would really love to, but he's out of Germany. He's still alive. So he's okay. still alive. Phraising, I didn't mean that. He's phraising. still. He's, he's, <laughs> he's still here, but he's in another country. He tried to get here. Uh, but I wanted—I was told that this original photo here, I'm sorry the podcasters can't see that one, um, they actually had cardboard spray-painted black behind the, the grills so you couldn't see the engine because at the time, uh, during that photograph, I was told there was no engine in <laughs> it.
1: Oh, wow. So, a
2: little bit of Hollywood on.
1: Yeah. I want to call out the wheels. Oh, the wheels are just gorgeous on this car, aren't they? They are. I oh. mean, a three spoke design. I don't know who. Do you know who? I mean, they're just gorgeous. I now. do. It's written down at home, and
2: I'm so <laughs> embarrassed because there was a gentleman named Brian that I dealt with at the company, and I could remember his name. He was very kind,
1: but um, I can't think of the name. That's of okay. The All right, we're going to keep moving here. Uh, another great shot. Uh, uh, this is a letter from the president, D. Peter Rose, Vector Automotive Ar- Autom- Peter, Corporation. Peter Rose. Sorry. Uh, I'll keep flipping through here. Some nice glamour shots of the engine bay. I mean, that thing looks beautiful and nice and clean. Uh, Interior shot, which this is interesting. Take a mental picture of this because in a second, I think you'll see this exact car without the interior in it. I think it's um, the, and and that's the first yeah.
2: generation of M12. There's actually two generations of M12.
1: My head already hurts. Why are you giving me more
0: information? <laughs> <laughs> I told you there's a lot to it. There's a lot to it. If All you right, look at ahead. the
2: dash, if you look at yeah. the dash, there was um, relay buttons that you can push on there. On the second generation, it didn't. For uh, someone with a little bit upper development that's trying to get into the car, the second uh, the second series, the doors open up uh, about six inches further than the right. first generation, which is which is phenomenal for me. And uh, there were some few other different cues that changed on the first. Ge- oh, the first generation also had roll up and roll down windows that are, what, four inches? Yeah. And uh, so it was superpower. a lot of weight, a lot of. So you, could fit, a, you could fit a whopper through there, you, but you could not fit the. I music. joked about that. You can stretch <laughs> your hand all the way out the window, and all you can do is wave to somebody. If you bun,
0: cheese, meat, bun, you're all right. Yeah, build it <laughs> okay. yourself. All right. Um,
2: and the, uh, the second generation, they just said, hey, there's no need for that. The cockpit is sealed. Um, and um, But the air works great. The
1: ventilation system works good. <laughs> so All right. Well, let's continue moving on here. I also want to call out in this picture the exhaust pipes. Pretty unique and different, right? I haven't seen those on any other car. A lot of weight on the end of the tips. And um, if you look at some of the newer
2: ones, uh, they've been modified and and changed out because of how heavy the tips were
1: really yeah at the very ends that's interesting okay all right continuing just another nice shot 1995 year in review i'm going to call this out because we know this company failed shortly after these pictures were taken (laughs) five Uh, years this is what happened in 1995 a new vector team was established the exciting m12 exotic supercar was launched into production manufacturing assembly facilities were commissioned a national network of premium dealerships was identified and qualified that doesn't mean they actually happened right that means ah, oh, we want them there they qualify it was almost a tucker thing so well, it's, well it's like yeah. i don't even know if they called the dealerships up or not by the radio know. and yeah <laughs> an aggressive sales and marketing strategy was developed it wasn't necessarily implemented uh, the first two round, the first two production M12s were built for the official launch in Detroit at the North American International Auto Show in early 1996. I think I have pictures of those here in a second. So you tell me, you okay. guys are the experts. We, we have. All right, here's here's my crown and glory. This is my one share of Vector stock. Ooh. <laughs> it's beautiful. I right. bought this. Yes, my name, full name is John Gregory Stanley. I paid three hundred and fifty dollars for this. Bless your heart. Wow. In 1995. So that's, a,
0: that's original stock you got when they were original. Well, Still this in business. is business. Yeah. I mean, that was back in the day. That's not something you got on eBay. Or no, something. no. This is it. This <laughs> is it. Yeah, I that's. was
1: so in love with this company and the fact that they were near my hometown of Jacksonville, Florida, down in Green Coast yeah. Springs. I got with my mom. I said, How do I buy a share of stock? <laughs> you know? And uh, here it is. You, you see, I don't know. That's not a cigarette burn on there. I don't know what happened with that. <laughs> but it's worth nothing as stock. Uh, hopefully, it's probably worth something as automobilia. I need to frame it's it definitely. because it's been in a folder for. 20 years. All right. Here's uh, take a look at the, uh, the. This is from the Jacksonville, the Times Union, Jacksonville, Florida, Friday, January 5th, 1996. Vector <laughs> Lamborghini hits at auto show, I'm dazzling them in Detroit. So this, these are the two cars here. You'll see it in a second. Vector plans to build 96 M12s this year. That did not obviously happen. The fish was this big at the time. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, it's funny you say that, because the very last paragraph here talks about Lamborghini. Plans for 1996 call for 24 VT Roadster Diablos and 12 rear-drive drive Diablo coupes at $222,000 each. So it's pretty interesting that they were projecting, you know, vector production to be more than double what Lamborghini, which has been in business, right. you know, for 40 years at this time or whatever. And
0: that's about the time they were going from Lamborghini in Italy was going from the hand-built cars to the production
2: lines. Yep. What's amazing is, is the price and the year because in nineteen ninety-nine, just a few years later, three hundred and forty five thousand was what a VT Roadster was worth in the United States.
1: Really? Yes. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> 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 All right, here's the money shot. Uh, so this is look at that vector sign. And our friend and like who, is room, who is not in the room mm-hmm. who is not in the room with us right now has the red, white, and blue mm-hmm. Statue of Liberty vector. Uh, it is a thing of beauty. It's it's hand painted. It's unbelievable.
0: That flag car is so awesome. That's, yes, it is. Hey, t- I'm sorry. You already know that's my favorite M12. I know. I mean, you see that flag. And I know. Plus, and now, so the flag car is the number one production car. Is that
2: that is zero zero one to the public?
0: Yes. yes.
1: So okay, all right. We'll get into the <laughs> pictures here because I, I get confused with all this stuff. All right. And that's number two,
2: yellow one. Right it is yellow. It. I can't
1: yes. obviously tell in this picture. So. Yeah. I'm familiar uh. with the stage and
2: the setup and <laughs> okay. roughly the time. Do
1: you have the sign from this show?
2: I don't have that sign. Uh, no, I have the the newer sign. The newer sign. Okay.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's pop to the next one here. All right. Here comes the pictures I took. That was the gold one. The horrendous pictures I took. So um, They did a lot of testing in that car. So right. is that the brochure car or is it that's not? the brochure car. Yeah. That's the pre production. That's, that's a
0: that's a pretty color. That's the PP
2: cars. one or two. I wanna s yeah. I, I once again we'd have to call Jurgen. Jurgen, that's yeah, my I lifeline. I could, I could call him up. And so, a uh, oh then we'd be
1: on this podcast for I yeah,
0: Love Him the Death. I, but I just, just, you're breaking
1: up. So go ahead. Go ahead, Dave. Oh no. Um that's it. Okay. <laughs> so there's there's four people in this picture. Uh the the guy, the tall guy that we see the best of with kind of the red hair that's my uncle jack so i know who that guy is okay. <laughs> he went with me and uh he's a corvette guy he has a 67 corvette i've been drooling over since 1978 mid-year He still have it? it oh yeah yeah he has a 63 impala 409 and you send him christmas cards every year right well yeah he's got a 63 impala 409 with special anniversary gold paint job that was uh option for to commemorate the millionth Chevy off the line. the so rare paint oh, yeah. coat. is actually a 62 color. His is a 63. Is he in Scentsy? No, no. He's down in Florida in Jacksonville. Okay. That's worth a drive. And he's owned it <laughs> since 1966. Wow. And he okay. brought my cousin home in that car. And so he'll never sell it to me. But it's still cool. It's in mint shape. He just yeah. did a total restoration. Anyways, love. that's my Uncle Jack. <laughs> love Uncle Jack. I would love to find out Hi, who I'm the okay. guy is on the right. So the guy on the right is the reason I got in there. He was my best friend's girlfriend's dad and he did like production he was in charge of the production line for the m12 oh, he, he worked it. he worked for vector okay i don't know who he is i remember my best friend's name because we're still best friends <laughs> good i don't remember <laughs> his girlfriend's name and honestly he doesn't remember either because i tried to research it so i could figure it out um so if anybody can tell me who that guy is yeah,
0: we're um, still rounding up we, we got a pretty good list of the m12 employees in florida and the w8 employees okay in california i love to
1: thank them for because i'm still and and thanks to the vector photos. website.
0: That who set the vector website up? Um, Which one? There's a few. Oh
2: well. Anyway, thanks to vector shit. websites and and, <laughs> and 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 car owners, where the people, they'll come up and say, "Hey, I did the interior in that car."
1: Oh, that's really? cool. All right. Well, then I got yeah. probably pictures of them here. Actually, cause... if
0: you uh, um, a, a good website, a good YouTube channel for anything vector is um, is called Vector Files. Vector Files. Okay. On YouTube and they, they, he, um, that's our buddy. You know, okay over in europe and you know shoot me a picture i'm sure he can find out who that
1: oh is. yeah i'll put this uh, all these links in the description so all right let's move on i got like 20 pictures here okay all right so here's they moved the gold car inside so that is it on the left because i was able to watch it go in not quite sure what's going on with the car on the right i don't know would that be the uh, red primer? white and blue car maybe? um
2: that car there looks like it was the test car pp1 or pp2 one. Is that okay just, is that
0: a black primer that's on it or
2: I think it's just the black fiberglass. When they did the crash uh-huh. test, all the crash test papers and stuff I have aren't in color. They're all the DOT book, everything I have is all black, and it just showed like the oh, black so and white colors. Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, hitting the wall. and. So it's funny, I just noticed in this picture my uncle has a beard, and I can't remember him ever having a beard, <laughs> so that's kind of freaking me out. All right. He had cool cars <laughs> he just over no didn't raisin. take you
0: down there in an the ice cream van, did he? No, no, no. <laughs> okay. No. So is that car still, ex- does it still exist?
2: Uh, in pieces. Oh, in pieces. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I
1: actually have the frame out of that car. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, let's resurrect it. Let's put these funky uh, brake lights on it and it. let's show it. Let's show it. All right. Another shot. Just taking a little scan to the left here. We can see one, two, three, maybe four cars, shells of four cars, oh, yeah. possibly. You know, if we squint hard enough.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. so this is this is the separate factory from the Lamborghini dealership and shop, correct? Yeah.
1: This is in so, Green Cove. Somewhere down the, street, it's, down the street. Yeah. It's the
0: building. Awkward or yeah,
1: this yeah. is in Green Coast Springs. And I apologize because the pictures are only going to get worse. No, they're,
0: they're great. You I know? love it. I love this it's,
1: picture. People hanging out, you know, they're working on, you know, whatever number this is, I have no idea. I like the fact that somebody spun the rotor and it's still spinning in that picture. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Any call-outs on this particular shot? Recognize any faces? <laughs> no, Jim owes me 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Another shot, just some stuff in primer looks like.
2: I have a lot of the racks um bought from a friend out in uh florida that ended up with a bunch of the tooling and the racks and i, I have quite a few of that so
1: you are a dedicated friend. car enthusiast if you're buying the rack of the car <laughs> i mean yeah. that's kind of nuts well if okay. you got
0: if you got the parts you got extra doors hanging around you got to have the correct display racks for it to hold them sure so, i mean come on
1: all right pictures are starting to get worse so here's the call out so look inside the dash here you can see they have like pvc pipes to keep the carpet from coming out you know you can see they got some test stuff i mean what i like is you can barely see in the upper left that's a temporary tachometer up there i guess to test the engine and stuff like that so is your thought that this is probably the brochure car that is the brochure car. okay
0: this is the brochure so there's car. only one that's that color yes yeah, so there's yeah. only one that color
1: oh well that made it easier than i thought it would be all right <laughs> i thought this was a cool shot you know just that's a very cool I shot <laughs> <laughs> right a couple of looks the like, seats yeah it looks seats, like it's, the phone
0: Something Gumby or somebody hugging the seats. Yeah, (laughs) right,
1: right. And then here's a better shot of the interior uh, for the show car. Uh, Handily, they have the fire extinguisher right there ready to go. Yep. (laughs) Of course. Well, it's
0: required, you know, as, as a judge at the concourse here for the Corvettes, the fire extinguisher is required, or that's three points off.
1: Now, time out. Look, there's another painted vector back there. The silver, the silver one. one, yeah. Oh, all right. Somehow I didn't get that pick, that car in any of the other pictures.
0: Yeah, we're kind of weird like that. We can, you know, we're. Well, that's why you're here. That's <laughs> why I scanned it, It's like those magic eye pictures. We can pick stuff out yeah, like really. That's quick, Bob Schu,
2: you know? who still owes me that money. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. But so you're you're before making... we go any farther, I just want to say, Greg, thank you very much because this is still automotive history, and without people like you, without you taking these photos, I mean, this stuff is lost. I mean, it, like yeah, it, it, absolutely. It I mean,
1: when, he, he's a fan as much as us. He was at the factory. Yeah, then taking pictures. Well, it's nice
0: because I finally have an outlet for all this geekiness. right? Yeah, trust me. Yeah, you're, actually, you're say, not alone. My, my girl asked me, you know, what I make a month, and I said oh, I usually bring home about four or five figures a month, and she doesn't know as they're Star Wars figures. But
1: so, what's so funny? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> what's so funny is I met Dave because of these pictures. Um, I met. Well,
0: we're friends because pictures. I have a Dave too. So the way. Oh, hey, yeah. hey, hey. <laughs> So the way we met we was, I,
1: I have a big car buddy, his name's Opie, he does a Cars and Coffee outside of Cincinnati, and I'm like, I got all these vector pictures, you know anybody that would appreciate these? Opie's oh, great, yeah, too. Yeah, and oh, yeah. he said, you know there's two vectors in Cincinnati, I'm like, I had no idea, you know, yeah. and so he set up the tour where I met you, so we went to our buddy's place first, we looked at the uh, red, white, and blue Statue of Liberty car, and then... We grabbed him, and we went to your place and took a tour of your place and saw your car. So the whole reason we met is because I was this big car nerd in 1996
0: or 5 or whatever it was.
1: All through Ellis. Love Ellis. Right, right. You know, yeah. you
0: know the saying, us loners have to stick together. So. <laughs> all
1: right, here's another shot from the other side. I thought this was pretty cool just because you can see uh, you know, the everything's not quite together yet. Um, I'm not quite sure on the upper right above the glove box door what all those little buttons are for. And Those are switches. I know there's switches, but uh, they are duct tapes <laughs> up switch, there, you know? Headlights, you know, the whole nine yards to mock up. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Now, here's we're getting worse and worse pictures here. So, there's the back end of one. I remember on the tour, they told us that the Diablo engine cost $37,000 is what they had to pay for these engines. Mm-hmm. So, I not a great shot. I have shot. a story
0: about that, too, regarding the Lamborghini engines for the M12s and the W8. But
1: we'll get to that. You want to say that now? Dave already knows this. Yeah. Well, tell us <laughs> now. We're looking at two pictures of it. Here's the other engine.
0: It's part. So when, um, as I was saying, when Megatech bought Vector and Lamborghini and they were moving everything to Florida, um, and they took a bunch of stuff, well, supposedly the number 17 car, right? 17? Mm-hmm. So the number seven, because 18 is the last one, the green one, right? So the number 17 black W8 went over with it. So Megatech has a Vector and Lamborghini in Florida. So they're like, oh, you know, we own both companies, blah, blah, blah. Th- so the story that I've heard from different people, 99% right. verified, you know, 99% <laughs> verified, is somehow they said, well, they owed, um, they owed the Lamborghini factory some money for some engines that they got. So they, use, uh, they used the Vector W8 as exchange and payment.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And so they sent the Vector to Italy. To Lamborghini, in payment for some of these Lamborghini motors. Kay. So somehow this car is in there in Italy, and it ends up, of course, Chrysler or um, Audi buys them, and the Vector W eight ends up at Audi in Germany, and then it gets a, it gets a uh, um, kind of a, not an underground deal, but some they sell the car, and it ends up at the at a museum in Germany. And so all of a sudden it shows up with the registration. And it's a you know, brand new almost no miles vector W eight from California with a uh, Kentucky pink slip.
1: Oh. Inbred okay. inbred yeah.
0: Kentucky or somewhere with like two thousand people. <laughs> and like in you know, so we and our our buddy of vector files, you know, um in Europe.
2: By the love way I love the great state of and, Kentucky. And you stop me
0: anytime you hear <laughs> <laughs> you stop me anytime you hear something wrong. Okay. i Kentucky's gonna be like just, we hate vectors. <laughs> 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 and, and so um So now this car is on display in a museum in Germany with the title from Kentucky. And so we don't know how it went from California to a Kentucky title when it was in Florida, and then Italy, and then Germany, blah, blah, blah. So there's a lot of, just one of the many controversies there with with that car and the history of that. Well, as I'm talking to people, and there's a a local guy who was on the board, uh, a guy named Bob Brainer. So Jerry Weigert, Two things you could never say around Jerry, Jerry Weigert. You could never say, and it doesn't matter what you're saying or what you're talking about. You could never say the words "kit car." Right? Yeah, I could see he, that. He would just agree. I mean, he was triggered, right?
2: Most of us are. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> could never say kit car. And I had actually worked. I'd actually worked at McBurney doing the McBurney Daytonas for a while and did some movie cars and stuff. So you could never say kit car. The other thing you could never say was, <clears throat> be brainer. He was on the board. He's kind of the guy that orchestrated whatever the hostile takeover, sure, quote, quote right. unquote. Yeah. So of course, obviously, Jerry wasn't a fan. So as I'm making my interviews and phone calls and stuff about two years ago, I'm talking to Bob for a while, and you know, we get along. I I talk to everybody. It's you know, give everybody Bob, a chance. Bob's was a kick-ass guy anyway. Yeah, I mean he. I mean, he, lost I mean one. he 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 worked at different car companies. I mean Lotus. he was ahead of. The, yeah, I mean he 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 knew cars. Yeah, you know. Right. And you know. Better businessman than Jerry, you know? Right. But as I'm talking to him, and, you know, we're talking for a while on the phone, and before I, we hang up, and I was telling him a story, and I think I was telling him about going to Jacksonville and, you know, filming down there, doing a film for, like, a month. I was down there. Loved the place, you know? Right. And so he says, well, he says, since you told me a, you know, a personal story, whatever, I'll tell you a personal story, right? I said, okay, because he was trying to do, like, a, a feature film about Vector kind of based on, from his perspective. And so, <clears throat> but he's telling me, uh, he says, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. He says, you know, um I grew up on a tobacco farm in Kentucky, and it was like, and it took me a minute to think. Wow, I, Kentucky I thought, connection. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> and so I mean, like it, it's like he answered a question without me even asking. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I was like, do you realize? Wh-? I mean, that's and that's just one of those freak things that yeah. you know. And I was like, that's you know, there's got to be a connection there because I mean, why would you have a vector? You right. know, America's first supercar. Yeah. With the title from Kentucky that went from California to Florida, right, right, you know? <laughs> right. I think you solved the mystery.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, we got a couple more pictures, horrible pictures here. So this is just another shot from you're end. You know what? Great. You can actually that what? one's upside down. The one on the right. No. Yeah. No, maybe right. the, the car is upside down. Yeah. The one on <laughs> no, the other. so not at
2: all. That's the back of the transaxle, and that's after the transaxle was installed. That's before it is installed. Yep. Those mounts were made for Lamborghini mounts, which were made to. Uh, swap out so you can do different engine swaps because they had different ideas of what they wanted to do with it. And, uh, the, the actual basis of the, I guess the WX3 and the M12 was going to have uh, the Faulkner V12 in it instead of a Lamborghini engine. But one of the stories that I acquired, um, real real, real
1: quick, before you do the story, I just have to point out the fact that we're talking about engine mounts in a car, they only made, you know, a handful of them Tells you we're going pretty deep,
0: right? Yeah.
1: Okay. Go we, ahead. We are I geek- had to make that We are geeking out,
0: and again, <laughs> we are we are in our safe space with the three of us here. I mean, we Uh-oh. have we are in a good place, and there is and there is a short there is a so if you that's still an interesting part. Like I said, like we can go forever. But Falconer, if you're familiar with Falconer, Falconer. yeah, Falconer, who built the American V12 was basically like a V8 okay. with more cylinders. They had started out um, in Salinas, in California, and. Right as uh, Megatech was taking over the Vector stuff, they would sent people up to. Um, part of my my personal Vector geek collection is I've got original tapes and I've got original videotape of one of the guys from Vector going up to so from Calit from Los Angeles up to Salinas to the Falconer factory where they build these high performance race car engines, and they had a uh, like a um, it was b- it was a full size Chevy Suburban before they became the Tahoe, a full size Chevy Suburban four door with the Falconer V12 in it with a 820 horsepower or something like that. But I've got film of the Falconer V12 on the dyno. Header's glowing. Just screaming. It's it's awesome. That would be cool, yeah. And then they put it in this Tahoe. It was the test bed. And that was the car. And I've got a couple of pictures of the V12 Falconer, which is a full-size, like, Chevy V8 V8 with X-ray cylinders, in the back frame of a Vector. So that was was before they did the Lamborghini V12, they were going to do the Falconer V12. Right, right. We do have a few
1: more slides here. If we might be able to get to, we'll see. So, Dave, tell us your story.
2: Oh, the uh, the the story that I heard that the Indonesian group that ended up with it there uh, there is an M12 that went to Italy, so they can do the fitment and everything. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh they took and the M12 where, so they could fit the. Engine where in that it? car or chassis went, which wasn't a finished car, uh, no one knows. That probably just got scrapped and uh, departed. And a they, uh, they had the. Um, Sorry about that. Got Is distracted. It, anyway, so they no. took the um, Squirrel. the motors Squirrel. and uh, donated the Indonesian group that took over from Chrysler, the Lamborghini division. Rumor had it that uh, a lot of shareholders were upset and scared because here's Chrysler. And, right, coming and in. And then now it's yeah. an Indonesian group. Um, so what they did was they, uh, they bought the motors for the vectors to help um, – pick up sales. Okay. And uh, that was one of the rumors to help say, hey, look, no, Lamborghini's doing better now without Chrysler. Right. So that's one of the stories that I heard that why,
1: that's why Lamborghini engines ended up in vectors. (laughs) Okay. That's an interesting story. All right. We're going to get back to some of these pictures here. This one's kind of fun. Looks like it's basically mapping out the wiring harness. You know, we got a...
2: That was the brand new vector that was coming out.
1: All right. Tell us, how do you know that? (laughs) (laughs) look at it.
2: No, it's a uh, uh, just <laughs> it looks it was,
1: exactly like a vector. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's got no body panels. It's got a <laughs> yeah. steering wheel, headlights this, this and this was the wires. stealth
2: version of the okay. street That was doing the wiring harness for the uh the M12. Okay. That was actually how they were doing the wiring harness to make it to try to simplify it to plug it through the chassis and um, that's what they used as their mock up for yeah, the wiring.
1: Yeah. That's right. It's cool. All right, now, this is one of the worst pictures, but it is the uh, test car, you said. The test car. Uh, different shot of that, it's extremely blurry. I I'm pre- sure it was moving really fast, not your fault. No, no, I was probably tripping over something. <laughs> Another horrible picture here. I don't know, I love the back slats on these cars. Yeah. I got a picture where you can see the Lamborghini engine.
2: Well, it's great not only to see the engine, but it allows all that heat from the, the mid-engine to yeah. escape, and it, that yeah. is a blessing.
1: Yeah. In absolutely. any supercar to extract heat, that is... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and the whole reason I took the picture on the left is because I could see
0: Lamborghini script on it. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, I, I love louvers. I'm sorry, I'm yeah. a, you know, if it's a Mustang Mach One, whatever, I mean, absolutely louvers, yeah, Luvers, yeah. Anything, the you
1: know. Mach One spoiler slats. All right, so I did get a picture of the silver car here. Uh, someone working on something, so I just tried to grab all the shots I could. As Interior, I was going that's the console. Oh yeah, console on the ground there. Sure. All right, just a few more to go. Oh, this is the last one. I had to put this last shot up because it shows. The M twelve show car and on the bottom it says American Dream. <laughs> I thought that that was brilliant. So It was. That's it for our slideshow. Is there anything else you kind of wanted to cover about M twelves? Well not too too deep. I think once we're oh. talking about mounting engine mounting
2: bolts, <laughs> yeah, I think we've I gone know. deep
0: enough. How many threads are on the lug nuts? Right, right. <laughs> so David it's actually actually on the M twelves are studs. Oh, uh, <laughs> it,
2: they don't have the, they actually have the studded ones i gotta oh, uh.
1: i gotta reel these guys in here all right so dave any last <laughs> comments oh wait, i got a question yes uh. so we talked about the uh w8 the m12 will there be another generation of vectors coming back
0: so you haven't seen the wx8 from 1999 okay let's talk about in the future anything there you go today beyond
1: will we ever have another vector on the road um, that's one. up to the attorneys. I was, I was gonna say to for, it's
0: kinda confidential as Jerry would say right now. So I mean we've got a we've got a great on our Facebook page, we've got a vector group, we've got a, a really talented younger Italian kid who's who's worked for Toyota and all these big companies, and in his spare time he's doing vector designs, new vector designs, you know, computer graphics that are just Is there companies. love for the
2: vector? Would their love to would everybody love to see another one come out? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Here's but a, okay. in my
2: field. In my thoughts, and the next car, and uh, if anything with me and my attorneys have to do with it, it will be a race car. The street car will not come out yet. Um, I think that some stuff was thought of backwards, and I think the Vector name should have been out on the race course like a Saline. Yeah. Right. But you know, let's get that name Ferrari. Let's yeah. get that name Vector. Right. Out Established. there. Established. And win, win and on Sunday, sell on
0: Monday. There you go.
2: <laughs> and before, you, and not only that, but. A race car, I don't want to say is less money than a street car, but it kind of is. You don't have yeah. to worry about the bells and whistles, the AC. You don't have to worry about DOT testing. Right, yeah. You don't have to worry about all the crash testing and uh, airbags and all this extra lighter weight. When it comes to a race car, and, and let's face it, it should be fun. And in this day and age, with the electric stuff coming out, it's kind of scary for the you know what the future holds for all of our and, and there are
0: companies. and you know there are there are more and more companies that are building. Um, track day cars you know oh, yeah. weekend cars just like buying a dirt bike or something yeah you're Absolutely. not going to ride it to work but you're going to have fun on the weekend <laughs>
1: so factory
2: five i think is one of them and mm-hmm. no, um, yeah noble and just yeah, a, lot and a lot of great companies so yeah. if you
1: had to base it not necessarily on a current car but if you had to base it on a current powertrain that's in production
0: yeah i've got the design already in my what would you and base it, it on people so Ameri- here's american a, v8 a, yeah the
2: right now what i'm actually doing because i have the actual chassis number 16 and body actually thanks to my friend right here um i have a 555 cubic inch all aluminum engine that uh will be fuel injected naturally aspirated we're trying to push 1100 horsepower out of a big block it's a, it's hard and yes it's a big block chevrolet but i'm still trying to have the uh the covers that are fabbed vector and or pa- you know trying to do that powered by ford type it, yeah. when you pop the hood of an old mustang and you see powered by ford yeah. it's impressive you yeah. get chills and uh and, and i'd like to see that as well something you know interesting and what I'm doing personally with that is the uh, the 555 all aluminum, uh, still a manual transmission, ZF transaxle, so you can still go out and have fun, hear that noise, feel that torque. And uh, hopefully we can keep the sound down. Uh, I, I adore Lo- Lotuses and, you know, and Lolas yeah, and but uh, that T70 big- with a big block in It just rumbles the earth, and I kind of like that. But at the same time, you know, you still have to have a – Uh, some type of nice sound detener and keep stuff that's part of the sensory that like i say like the. but there will be a 555 in this vector that's coming uh the the last of the m12s it's it's actually named the m16 because it was the 16 chassis and uh, we'll see how that comes out but that is a test right now for some other vehicles
1: well let's do this i i appreciate you all being on the podcast i need to wrap it up but thank you Let's do, plan I, on Can I give a quick outline? Oh yeah. just
0: just cuz I want to get some feedback. This sure. is my stuff I've been thinking about seriously for a while. I worked at a Chevrolet dealer when I was 20 and that's from there. So in a perfect world, if I had lots of money like Dave, then I would be doing the new, you know, the, the initial idea uh, like he's saying about doing the, the Ford engine in it. You know, Vector was supposed to be all American. It's the America's first supercar. It was, you know, something you could take to a dealership and they could work on it. It right. wasn't some super exotic whatever. So you got to have American power, right? So, however you design the body and chassis for the next generation, I'm thinking, you know, um, not kit car, but all custom built. But uh, in a perfect world, get a true 1,200 horsepower. It would be the new Corvette engine drivetrain, the mid-engine, which they've got like the 800 horsepower option. You put a supercharger on it, that's an easy 1,200 horsepower, which is what they originally advertised. Um, Any Chevy dealer can work on it. Right. You know, yep. Um, and put all the new, like I said, the Vector was so far ahead of its time, you know, 30, 40 years ago with the GP, you know, GPS and with the electronic dash and all, all the other things that are now pretty common in cars, they were ahead of their time. Right. And just make all that stuff that they'd imagined in 1980 a reality.
2: Well, the aerospace technology definitely was a huge selling point, and I love and adore that. Yeah. And you've heard out of my lips mostly race, 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 lighter weight. And, and not so much that. But you know what? That is is aerospace technology. Yeah. That is lighter composites. That is lighter alloys. That is different type of things. Uh, right now, a jet fighter can do so many incredible things that is unreal that, it, you know, it's hard to catch up with the technology like that. So the the rumble of a 62 a, a Ferrari GTO, feeling it under the buddy, you, you know, under your pants when you're shifting gears and the hair that's sticking up on your arms when you're t- taking that tachometer up. Um as well as technology, aerospace technology, to keep Jerry's dream going with the aerospace technology is very important to the future of whoever does anything with Vector, if it's my, if it's American Aeromotive Corporation or if it's somebody else. It, it needs to keep Jerry's dream
1: alive with that. That's great. All right, that's a great way to end it. Let's make a deal here. Let's meet again when either we have the M16 out Yes, or when we have the movie out, oh, yeah, or when definitely. we have the new Vector out, okay. any one of those Not three, or all three. Yeah,
0: I'll, I'll definitely keep you the updates on the uh, Ameri- uh, Vector America's first supercar documentary coming out next year,
2: so awesome. which is phenomenal. And if you can yeah. see He's seen a some little bit of it online, there's, there's if you some can see his online. James Dean one too, throw that out there too. It's great. Okay. Trust me. and there's
0: actually some connections between James Dean and Vector, which is. All right, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. all right. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say.
1: Yeah. Thanks all
0: for joining me. Bless on the your heart. Thank, Thank you very much for us. having us. It was great. It's, Thank you, know, you. Fun. I I hope you enjoyed the concourse. It's the first time here at Wynn. and oh, um, it was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So it was great. The,
2: the, the, by the way, beautiful hotel. The staff phenomenal. Yeah. Come here and see the magic. Uh, uh, the Wynn Hotel is. Yeah. You know, I,
1: I love this place. It's been great. Yeah.
0: Thanks guys. Thank you for the use of the studio and the time and helping us out, everybody. Because it was just. It's been a really fun, interesting weekend, and you can tell by how many fans of the Vector route this weekend yeah, that it's, people are, it's still a popular car. Cool. Thanks, God guys. Bless. I appreciate it. Thanks, Rick. Thanks for listening to the Collector Car Podcast. Don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes, and be sure to follow us on Instagram and everywhere else at the Collector Car Podcast.